Hey everybody, welcome back to Review-O-Mania. My name is Rob. As always, Zach. Hey yo. We're back. Our 20th bonus episode. Look at us go. Have we done more bonus episodes than real episodes? Uh, no. We have done more. We're only 20 episodes of bonus. Over 30 episodes. 31 episodes of WrestleMania's. Uh, okay. So we haven't crossed that ratio yet. No, not yet. Not yet. But now, you know, I was thinking, we're we're up to 32. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting there. Sooner than later, WrestleManias will run out. Do we have to call every episode that we do from then on bonuses? Um, I guess not, because technically that will be the majority of our content, because WrestleMania nah, yeah. will only happen one, once, once a, year, a year, unless we only do one of these a year, which I don't think either of us want to do. No, not really. Not really at all. Um, maybe. I, I don't know. We will see when the time comes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. But this episode... I wanted to talk WWE releases because 2021 has been an awful year to be a mid-card or even a main card uh, or main eventer to be a... It's been a bad year to be a WWE superstar all around. Ooh, and I, I, would, I would agree with that. And... Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know if I've said it before. I've probably said it. I don't watch WWE anymore. Watching these WrestleManias is about the only thing I ever watch WWE related anymore. I have quit watching Raw. I have quit watching SmackDown. I watched... What was the WrestleMania? What was it? TLC? When did John Cena come back for a little bit for SummerSlam? Um, well, TLC happens in December. Oh, well, then it was something. I watched slightly some of the pay-per-view because my wife, of all people, were watching it. Mm. And so then John Cena came back and was like, wow, John Cena's back. And then I still didn't watch Raw. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I have gone full bore AEW. I have bought AEW pay-per-views. I own AEW merchandise. I've been to two AEW shows. Hell, I nearly went back home to Minneapolis to go to Full Gear. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But it would have been a lot of money. Yeah, so, it would have been. And, and I would have had to yell at you for spending too much money. Well, to be fair, I was going to take my younger brother and his bro- and his uh, his kid, who's a big wrestling fan. So hmm. I was going to make it a early Christmas present for them. But then I after, guess that makes it slightly better. Yeah, but then, so after I did the math, and I was like, well, the seats are going to suck. And I'm not going to bother. Because, yeah. But, still, you know, I... <clears throat> excuse me. I listen to the news. I listen to the reviews of the product. You know, they're not that interesting to me, but it's still kind of like, ah, I wonder what people's opinion is. And the opinion is Raw still sucks. SmackDown's yeah. tolerable because of Roman Reigns. But even now, I feel like Roman Reigns is getting... He's been the champion forever. It's... I don't know. He's always been something. 
But what's, what's, what's irked me about these releases is every fucking time there's a release. There's been seven cycles of releases. We're used to seeing one or two a year. You know, every year after WrestleMania, they would usually clean house. And then you'd get your new talents in. Because they're making room. Before it was, you know, NXT was kicking butt and taking names. Now NXT is like a former shell of itself. I actually tried watching one of the NXTs recently. It NXT was, 2.0. Yeah, it was bad. I watched. But did you these, see? But did you see Braun Breaker? I did not see Braun Breaker, but I saw the debut of that mobster guy. No. Yeah. Mobster guy. Mobster guy. But he's he... Tony D'Angelo. That's his name. <laughs> Goes. Oh, hey, it's... my family's in the waste management business. Forget about it. Other. I mean, that... no New York sayings. I'm Italian. I mean, that's only slightly more offensive than uh, Big Vito and Tony Mamaluke from yes. 2000. That's who I exactly thought of was, like, the FBI. Yeah. And then I was like, well, at least they're not Asian, because if they were Asian, they would come out throwing rice and, like, come out to, like, you know, the... What's the guitar thing? You know, like, Takami Chinoku's theme. Oh, yeah, we're... WWE gave the same uh, theme to like 20 different Japanese wrestlers. Yes, they all come out to like pan flutes. <clears throat> and and fiddle music. Yes, fiddle music. Uh, what's the name of that guitar? Jamisen. Uh, Jamisen, yes. I literally just Googled and was like, yeah, that thing. They come out to Jamisen music and like from Japan, not from Tokyo, not from Osaka, just from the Orient. From that island in the Pacific Ocean. Yes. You know. Next to China. Yes. But, yeah, no, they've released 79 wrestlers and then a whole bunch of other talent yes. besides that. And all we keep hearing is budget cuts and budget cuts and budget cuts and budget cuts. And the thing is, is they've done this now twice where they've done an earnings call. On the same day! Either on the same day or like a couple days afterwards. And it's always, we've got record profits. So which is it? Do you need to do rec uh, budget cuts or do you have record profits? Because both, I don't necessarily think, can be true. <laughs> like, I get... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like I said, we're used to seeing, like, you know, that annual house cleaning. The WWE can't support the entire industry itself. They can't sign anybody and everybody and have enough people. They've only got so much TV time. They've only got so many spots. I get it. And it sucks to see anyone lose their job. But that's also kind of the, the you know, kind of the, the world we live in, unfortunately, with WWE. Like, your spot's not guaranteed. Um, but what does suck are, I mean, the 90-day compete, no competes, you know, they get paid for 90 days, and, you know, but they can't compete, obviously. But I think it's bullshit that, like, WWE can just fucking out themselves of their contract, but yet, like, I remember Rey Mysterio several years ago. 
He's like, fuck this, I want out. And they're like, ah, fuck you, Ray. You were injured for nine months. We're going to freeze your contract until you work those nine months. Like, shit like that is what bothers me. And they did did the same thing to Pac when he was trying to get out. Yep, and it bothers me that, like, some of these we're going to go through. They had just signed brand new contracts. Well, the other thing is, is that a lot of these people were signed in, like, 2019 or 2020 as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, they had been in developmental, like, six to eight months, maybe? And then they were gone. And it's like... For some people, I guess, you would probably know, hey, this isn't working out. Yeah, but come on. uh, Okay, so do you want to just talk to NXT and how NXT has changed? Before we get into the releases, well, I, I I think NXT was for a long time um, WWE's answer to Ring of Honor and PWG, and then early AEW before AEW really started to take off. Oh, yeah, because they were the new they were the new indie darling essentially. They were they were the super indie essentially. Yeah, there you go. Assigned, That's and they and and they assigned everybody from like. Anybody who was really popular in PWG and anybody who was really popular in Ring of Honor and, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought Evolve. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. And and then they would sign anybody who was really good in Evolve. The only person I could think of off the top of my head was Austin Theory. Well, Jake Atlas was also one of those people... Um, who was signed from Evolve, as was... What's her name? That girl with the green hair who rides the tank. Oh, Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi Blackheart was also an Evolve wrestler. So... There were... There were quite a few people... Uh, Joe Gacy, who's on uh, NXT 2.0 now, was also an Evolve wrestler. So, like, there were a lot of people from the Evolve area who are in NXT. Um or were around it, mm-hmm. who were signed. And basically, NXT was the place where, you, if you were a fan of pure, old-school wrestling, you would go and watch, yep. because their storylines weren't as ridiculous, and the match quality was tended to be better. I mean, WWE has received several five-star matches from Dave Meltzer over the past couple of years, and all of them have come from NXT. And, I am I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made that maybe your best matches shouldn't be happening in developmental, which is what NXT was always said to be. It was always said to be a developmental brand so that you would work on your character and then you would be moved up to the main roster. But then there came a point where there were a certain group of people... Uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa being chief among them, who didn't want to be (laughs) brought up to the main roster. They were happy in NXT, and it's like, well... Well, yeah, they've seen instance after instance after instance after instance after instance of hey, we've got a really good thing in NXT. This person's really over. They're doing really great. And then you bring them up to the main roster and they get booked strong for one or two months or, sorry, one or two weeks. And then all of a sudden, they get their ass handed to them in a fucking stupid gimmick or they get told to do right sites, some stupid ass promo, and then they're just beaten clean and there goes their push. And then they become a nobody. 
Well, yes. I mean, that's true. Uh, it was like Triple H when NXT first was taking off always said that he wouldn't let anybody go up if they didn't have a six month plan for them. Which turned out to be bullshit. <laughs> which is complete which turned bullshit. out to be bullshit. You're not going like, to go to your right father-in-law, who's also your boss, and say, "No, you're not taking Shotzi Blackheart until you have a six-month plan. You're not taking anybody or whoever. Like Vince is going to take who Vince thinks he's going to take, and do whatever yeah. the fuck he wants with them. You can say that, but you're you're not going to go fight your father-in-law slash boss. That's not a hill you're going to. That's not a hill you're going to die on." If you're going mean, to be smart. I mean, no, you're not. But, I mean, that's what was said. And then it just, it came about that these people just kept on getting shafted. You know, uh, Austin Aries, Pat, um, Kevin Owens to a large extent. I think, Kevin Co- I think Kevin Owens was probably the one bright spot next to Samoa Joe. But don't get me wrong. And Sami Zayn. And, uh, you know, obviously Charlotte Flair, Becky, you know, it took a long time for Becky, but Charlotte Flair, obviously, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey, like there's definitely some notable standouts of saying, see, we don't fuck everybody up, but well, the track record will, is pretty I, I, shit. I'm going to argue Kevin Owens because yes, he had an amazing debut beating beating John Cena mm-hmm. doing all this great stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he lost to John Cena twice in a row and then within a couple of months after that he was basically jobber to the stars for a good long time. It took him almost a year to then get back up to winning Intercontinental Championship and then peaking at winning the Universal Championship, which is great, mm-hmm. but he hasn't won anything after that. I mean, yeah. United States Intercontinental Championship again. Uh, he hasn't won about, a, okay, I thought of Finn Balor too. Sorry. And Finn Balor, um, Finn Balor went back to NXT yeah. because of the way that he was being treated on the main roster. Sami Zayn is a an amazing wrestler, but you wouldn't necessarily know it because he's too busy being made a fool of every five seconds because he likes to talk yeah. and whatever. So... I mean, there are bright spots. Like, the four horsewomen, for the most part, have been handled very well. Um, Anaya Jax, up until when she was released, you could say, had one of the steadiest pushes in the company. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... I also think, though, being The Rock's cousin has a lot to play with it. Because, Jesus, I'm not a big fan of Nia's. I'll remember her for injuring people and her yelling, Oh, my hole! (laughs) Well, yeah, yes. I mean, there there has been that too. <sighs> but what I'm what I'm saying is, like, for the most part, like, um, let's look at with somebody who was released earlier this year, Andrade. All the potential uh, in the world. To be fair, Andrade didn't renew his contract, or he, he wanted out. He and wanted he was out. Given of his the release. Yes. Yes. However, he was still released. Let's. Be fair. fair. Okay, fair. And and also, the reason he wanted to be released was because he wasn't being used correctly. Like, anytime he wasn't in a feud with Rey Mysterio or whatever, he wasn't doing anything. Or Sin Cara, yeah. Right. No, agreed. And good on him. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can say to yourself, hey, I've made it to the biggest 
promotion. Like, I would think anybody would say, hey, I want to make it to WWE. You make the most money, you get the most merch, you get, you know, you become a, from a, from a, from an indie star to a worldwide name just by showing up on TV. And the fact that you can say, I'm making six figures, you know, what's to say $200,000 a year. I don't, I don't know what he made, but you know, you're making a lot more than on the Indies typically. And the fact that you can say, fuck this, they, they're fucking my career over. I'm going to be a nobody. I'm going to take this and, and take, be in charge of my own career. Good on you because that, that takes a lot of guts to walk away from a sure, like good multi-year contract, good pay. I mean, granted we've seen it be done on the Indies. Look at, look at Cody, look at the young bucks, look at other people Who've left Jinder Mahal, for example, or not Jinder Mahal? Um, um, fuck, not Jinder. Was it who? Who was it that left and came back? And oh, Drew McIntyre. That's it. Look at Drew well, McIntyre. Yeah. You know, so it's possible. Yeah. Granted, conditions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, yeah, look at Andrade now. He's an AEW. He's a featured player. I wouldn't say he's uh, had a spectacular run no, so far well, in AEW but no, he's been but he's all Go ahead. but he is also he was also in the main event of triple mania and a and triple a yeah as well so it's not like he's only locked into AEW. he can work triple a he can go to new japan yep he can do these things yep so uh early on we had lars sullivan and steve cutler now lars sullivan uh, he... oh go ahead Oh, I was going. I was just going to make a stupid joke, not to be confused with Brandon Cutler. Yeah, that's his brother. Well, see, the, that's the thing. There used to be the Cutler the brothers, brothers yeah. which Bra- and I think it was Brandon, and I don't know what the other one was called. It might have been Steve, but Steve Cutler is not related. Anyway, sorry. Anywho, so Lars Sullivan, I'm not shocked about that guy. Was a train wreck. And racist and and homophobic. Just homophobic. Yeah, you I mean, this is the thing. Here's a lesson I learned with Lars Sullivan. The internet does not forgive or forget. No. I mean, I thought it was kinda of bullshit that he gets fined, I think it was some ludicrous like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. I think it was hundred thousand dollars for comments he made when he was a teenager or a very young adult, where he wasn't even with the WWE or anything, because people found him, and the WWE is like, "Well, we gotta do something. We're gonna find you." I hope he didn't. I mean, that's that's my only thing. I don't agree at all what he said, but at the end of the day, why the fuck is he getting punished for shit he said twelve years ago? Well, I think honestly. If if his uh, comments were bad enough to get a fine, he should have just been fired then. I agree. Like, why do you want to fucking have... Like, you know what I mean? It's like, no one likes the guy. They found all this racist and homophobic and just dirty shit about this guy. No one's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to buy his merch. He's, he's, he's a dead property. Just yeah, cut him. And also, yeah, and also his... Uh, he was also like this 
weird hypocrite because like he said all this homophobic stuff but he also like did like gay porn and all this other stuff like there was a lot of weird things surrounding Lars Sullivan yeah I mean I wasn't shocked when they're like hey he's gone like you I was like about fucking time don't know what took so long right Steve Cutler I don't know anything about I think he was just an NXT talent uh, he was called up to the main roster on SmackDown as part of the forgot. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's the guy who said all that dumb shit about Donald Trump. No, that is not him. Oh, no, that's, that's Riker. That's, that's Jackson, Jackson Riker. Riker. Yeah. A.K.A. Gunner from Impact. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Get my people mixed up. Uh, then we had in March, we had Andrade that we already talked about. But in uh, April was the first round of mass cuts. And again, not shocking by the time of, you know, hey, WrestleMania, all that time. Not a not a big shocker. Well, some of the names no, were that, that's That's what it was, shocking, obviously. The first one being Samoa Joe. And I was, was like... commentating on... WrestleMania like a couple nights before. Yeah, he became a raw commentator for months because he kept getting injured. He got injured for a fucking commercial for USA Network that, oh, if it's Monday, it's gotta be raw. And then he was getting powerbombed through a fucking announce table and he injured, he got a concussion and injured himself from that commercial spot. Like, don't get me wrong, I feel bad for Samoa Joe. He's been injury prone. He gets these put start and stop pushes, and I've loved Samoa Joe since I saw him in two thousand two in TNA. Like, yeah, I mean he he has been consistently one of the best wrestlers in the world for a very long time. I think honestly, Samoa Joe's career is probably close to coming to an end. Because he keeps getting injured, and yes. he's had a twenty plus twenty plus yeah, year career I mean, I, at I, this point. I don't but, want to see this guy now end up in a wheelchair. No, you know, and that's that was my number one shock. I was like, "How the fuck?" He's announcing on Raw. He's not even like he's a very good announcer. Right. Anything I saw of I, him, he always had good, insightful commentary. Like you know, it was like. When, um, you know, other past wrestlers who were good on the mic, like CM Punk or, or I can't think of, I know in the like Taz, there, that's what I'm thinking of, Taz, how Taz would be like, oh, here's why he's doing the submission, here's what he's trying to accomplish, not just, oh, look at that hold, oh, look at that, that maneuver, or whatever dumb basic bullshit, like, he would also go in and be like, oh, he's gonna try this move because... You know, here's why. And it's like, that's so fucking insightful as a viewer. Right. right, because he's one of those people who has been in the ring and can explain it in a way that is believable, but also, you know, and makes sense while also keeping kayfabe and all that other stuff. Like, and we should mention that Samojo has been rehired at this point. He was rehired, like, within a couple of weeks of being released because... And now they're not doing anything with him again. Ever since he went to NXT 2.0, he's been... Well, because he got hurt. Oh, he did. Yeah, he won the NXT title and then got hurt again. Fuck's sake. Just just call it a career, Joe. 
So what? Fuck. Well, what he's doing now is in addition to, I mean, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Is, saying... is he's he's now a talent scout. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. We then had Peyton Royce. I really can't talk much about Peyton. You? Uh, Peyton Royce. Uh, well, I think we should also mention Billy Kay, even though she's well, a little I was gonna get there. Out. Yeah. But, but yeah, the uh, iconics. The iconics. Um, I just know they were Australian, and they would yell "iconic," and I think it was Billy Kay had some kind of resume gimmick. Uh, yeah, I mean Peyton Royce is probably the better worker of the two. Um, they are, I, I would say, more talented than uh, some of the divas, but not necessarily as talented as some of the other women wrestlers that they've brought up in the in more recent years. Um, Peyton Royce uh, and and Billy Kay have both found jobs in Impact Wrestling now, they and are they're the, the Knockouts ins- Tag Team Champions. They're the inspiration. Yes, and they're the inspiration. Um, and Peyton Royce's um, Sean Spears's significant other. Oh, good for him and her. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool that I can find love. And I think uh, she helps out in uh, his wrestling school. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Next up, Bo Dallas, and I was shocked by this. And don't get like I wasn't that shocked, but I remember when I started watching NXT. Bo Dallas was the champion. He'd just become champion. And he was a big, big deal even before NXT was a thing because he was like a two-time FCW champion before that as uh, Bo Rotunda. So, like, he, as a developmental talent, like, people saw, like, Dusty and Triple H saw things in him, Mm -hmm. and he never really lived up to that. Um, because his first storyline was he's small and he can't, he can't, and somehow he ended up beating Wade Barrett of all people. Oh my God. You know, like, and he kind of made a gimmick out of that as part of like the B team with, um, Oh, that's right. Him and Rhino um, and no, uh, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. That's it. Yeah. And what am I thinking? I think Curtis Axel. Well, uh, he's Slater. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, who was released last year. Because there was a lot of releases last year, too. Yes. As, which I think we mentioned um, in the podcast. But, um, yeah, no, he's he never really lived up to his potential. And, of course, um, his brother was always a much bigger star yes. on the main roster. Uh, Mickey James. I was... Surprised by this one, too, because, you know, I obviously remember Mickey James from the Trish Stratus WrestleMania match. She was always really good. When then she'd leave the company, they could hire it back, and then leave the company and hire it back. She made a big presence in TNA, and then she'd go back to WWE, and then she'd go back to TNA, and go back to WWE. And then there's like a super quick run. Like, she just kind of shows up, and they're like, all right, we're done with you. Fuck you. Bye. I think, actually, she, this... She was in, I think she only left once because she left like in 2010, went to Impact and was there for quite a while for, until like yeah. 2017, and went to like NXT. Country gimmick and... Yeah, went to NXT and then got hired back because she had that really good match with Asuka uh, for the uh, NXT women's title. 
oh, a few, quite a few years ago at this point, and then um, ended up being rehired for the main roster. But she, had, I again was one of these people who was hardly ever used. Yeah. Um, and I think which is honestly, crazy because she's like you said she's been around for a long time. You think you'd be able to, uh, be like, hey, uh, this is a really good you know veteran worker. Put her out with our, you know, obviously she was an XD for a reason, for that reason probably. But even on the main roster, hey, it's kind of like a N- Natalia kind of thing. She's well, no, really... I think I, I think she was released because of her age, if we're going to be honest. Because Mickey James, unlike Natalia, who I don't know what Natalia does, but Natalia seemingly has not aged in like 10 years. <laughs> she looks the same. Mickey James has visibly aged and i mean that happens she's i i believe in her 40s now and she's had kids and all that other stuff so all that you know takes uh, it's she is nature 42. takes its yeah so i, I think she, that's part of why she was gone because she's in her 40s and she's a woman wrestler in her 40s you can't you can't have that she is married to nick aldis Yes, she is. Um, Magnus. Magnus. <laughs> the uh, other one, big other big one was uh, Tucker. Because Heavy Machinery was huge. And they were over. But at this, by this point, Heavy Machinery had split up. Tucker yeah. had turned heel. And then he got released without ever having a feud with Otis. Yep. <laughs> um, I think... One of the other ones that was kind of surprising, at least at the time, was uh, Chelsea Green had been released, um, and she had just debuted within like a couple months and was healing from a broken wrist um, that she got in her uh, debut match on the main roster. So then we come to May. May 19th. The next round... May 19th! Oh, God, don't remind me. We need to watch that movie. Oh, no. No, thank you. <laughs> the first one being The Velveteen Dream. Talk uh, about... Not surpri- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not surprising. No. Yeah, so there were allegations that The Velveteen Dream was uh, grooming minors and asking minors for explicit photos and not... Just being a creep. Being yeah. a very disgusting person. And it's so sad to see this guy have such a great career. He came from fucking tough enough. He found a gimmick that worked. He got it over in NXT. And then, like, it came out he was, like, grooming kids and trying to uh, get with little kids and minors yeah. and stuff. And the crazy thing is, this was like a year like at least a year or more that the WWE knew this. The WWE would get all this heat for high, for keeping this person on staff. And then they would they just be like... Off, they would take him off the air for certain periods of time and then they would bring him back. Well, what would be... What's annoying too is they'd say, yeah, well, we investigated and we didn't find anything. Meanwhile, there's people on Twitter... Posting screenshots and audio files and, like, just stuff that's like, yes, you can fake it, but why? Why would they? 
Like, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like, like I said, allegations. He was never found guilty. I, I still don't understand how this guy was never investigated by the police or anything. It's like once he left, once he was fired, the issue's resolved, apparently. Yeah. Which I don't I like. It's like, seriously, this guy possibly committed some crimes. But now that he's not WWE's problem, ah, well, everyone's moved on. Well, he has also, I mean, if we're going to be honest, he hasn't done anything since he's been released either. No company has touched him. No, nor should they. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying that they should. I'm just saying they haven't. So... I think it's a it's a case, unfortunately, of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I, I probably... I, you're probably right. Um, let's see. Just trying to see if there's anything... The last thing I saw about it was he posted this big, long thing on his Instagram. Um, essentially saying that saying again that they the allegations against him were not true um and why would he ever do anything like that blah 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 i mean where there's smoke there's usually fire like i said i'm not saying the guy's guilty but why i mean there's he was sending indecent pictures he was asking mm -hmm. for stuff he was uh, like there's audio footage there's audio clips of him asking how old the kids are and where they go to, you know what I mean like just why would you fucking be doing this why would you be friending underage kids in the first place right on Instagram and wherever else that's just that's not something adults do unless you've got a motive you're not going to tell me that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Johnny, he's a really nice guy. He's only 15, but, oh, man, he's a nice kid. Maybe I should friend him. Like, you got to keep that line. Right. You're a wrestler. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you can do whatever you want, but there's a line you just can't cross, and that's just one you can't cross. I don't know. Good yeah. riddance. I hope. You know, if I were him, I would say, please, I welcome an investigation by the authorities. Of course, he may have, you know, who knows. But like you said, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Uh, Chessman uh, Duke, not really sure who that really was. Uh, she was one of the four horsewomen of uh, MMA. The other big one I was surprised about, Alexander Wolf. Wasn't that uh, a big guy in TNA, right? No, Alexander Wolf was, um, he was part of Sanity. And, oh, that's right. Yeah. I think the one that uh, we probably should spend a little bit of time on is uh, Drake Wartz. I was going to get to him next. Yeah. Because... So, um, talk about a little bit. Well, he... Yes, definitely. But he's a person who was a wrestler uh, prior to becoming an NXT referee. Uh, he went under the name Drake Younger as a um, wrestler, and he was known for doing that hardcore style. Uh, he worked 
primarily for uh, WXW in Germany and then also uh, CZW. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. No, that that's where he got his... Um, that's where he did stuff. He also did stuff for Big Japan over in uh, Japan. And these three companies are known for... Uh, like He was a... I believe he won a tournament of death at some point. He and WXW also does a whole lot of deathmatch wrestling, as does Big Japan Pro Wrestling. And I don't think it is uh, unconnected that he started going insane, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he became super... I mean, don't get me it... wrong. I'm not going to tell you that your political leanings are wrong he fell can, into the, he, he fell into yeah, the trap of the republicans the whole, well he, and he the did conspiracy the whole QAnon thing. Yeah. yeah the whole QAnon thing he became a and super trumper and then would go to like school meetings then, claiming yeah, that kids couldn't kids. breathe with their mask and uh we're oh we're killing kids because they have to wear a mask well yeah but he was also saying that there was like a ball of people trying to uh, molest all of these children and that we're not doing anything to stop them and all this other stuff which is QAnon stuff as well like he was yes he was an anti-masker but that wasn't the only thing he was saying at these school meetings like he was going to and and while he was doing that he was wearing his NXT <laughs> uh, clothes like as he's like I am a representative of the WWE and then he would go oh no make, and make all of these statements. Yeah, well, because he was wearing all the WWE yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely get that. Like, And and also, like, I don't think he has kids that went to those school districts that he went to either. Like, there was... There's something... Like, he definitely was... He's definitely dealing with some mental issues. Like... Something, I, like, yeah. Like, I mean, if you're conservative, you're conservative. Like... I don't think either of us fall into that political spectrum. No, but but like, you know, there there is a way of being a conservative that is not hateful, and and, and unfortunately, uh, Drake did not do that. But like, one of the things that um, when he was hired as a wrestler or as a as a referee, there Triple H was talking about this is a guy that I want to be in the company for like 20, 30 years because he has like this great mind for wrestling and he sees all these like the way that he was talked about was like nothing but praise. And I remember uh, he back when Colt Cabana did the Art of Wrestling podcast. He doesn't really do that one anymore. Um, Drake was on and he was talking about how sometimes when he would um wake up in the morning and he would be brushing his teeth his forehead would just split open wow because he had so much scar tissue yeah built up that it was just so friable he would just bleed all of the, all of the time oh no so like of course so of course like he couldn't like do his he couldn't be in WWE wrestling if you are bleeding while like doing everyday activities because you can't bleed in WWE really so it was always cool seeing him as a um, as a referee. It's like, oh, it's Drake Younger. I remember he was like this badass wrestler. And then just to see his mental decline and the and we should also note like um 
he was making all of these public comments, but I guess he was also saying a lot of things to people backstage, and people backstage felt very unsafe around him as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, dude, like, there's a time and a place. Yeah. Like, that's, and that, you can't be wearing your work. If he outright said, I represent the WWE, that's a well, I don't huge... Think he, I, I don't think he said I represent but the, the fact WWE. that you're wearing your work attire oh, with yeah. your logos and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. not a far stretch. And you almost wonder, did he do it on purpose? Or was he trying to be like, well, if I wear my WWE stuff, you know, WWE is well known. They'll take I, me more yeah, serious I, or something. Like, I, yeah. I, I cannot, as, my, as, as probably like you, I can't go to the media or go to some event and say, I X on behalf of my company. I would be fired in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. And probably the same with you. If you said I, I declare on my behalf of my school district. Yeah. Or whatever, my elementary school, or wherever it is you 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 teach. Point being is, yeah, all of us, we are not, we're nobodies. Well, that kind of makes me sad then, because I know I had heard all the stuff, and like I was just like, man, did he just go down the QAnon rabbit hole? But now it makes me wonder if like the gears of 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 deathmatch wrestling, the concussions, the the knocks to the head, just just everything that pertains. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I. That's my personal belief. I think still. I think I like, think that he he probably has like a tendency to maybe believe this sort of thing in his personal life, but couple that with, I'm going to say it like most of these wrestlers, regardless of whether or not they ever did extreme match, like extreme matches and stuff like that, there's probably any sort of bumps or things that you take in the, in the ring, you're going to horse get concussions. I think it's unavoidable in, in this line of work. So well, no, wondering... you, at the end of the day, your story—you still need to be responsible for your set, for what you say and what you what your actions are. Ultimately, right, right everything you say has, can has a positive or a negative consequence. No, no, right. I I totally believe that. I just think that maybe he has some CTE issues going on. I mean, just I—I've I, never under. I don't want to get too into political. I've never understood like. This QAnon, they're always like kids and cabals and just, just, it's just the most extreme of the extreme of the extreme of the extreme. Yeah. I mean, they were lined up last week to re-see JFK in Dallas. A bunch of QAnons went to Dallas to a, to a, to a, concert yeah just to and, see and, uh, and, jfk jr it's not jfk oh the, sorry uh, oh it's junior it, okay it, it, it's jk uh, jfk jr um if you're interested in and in QAnon stuff there is a podcast called there's several podcasts about it um one that i like is called q clearance and they go into a lot of details about it um if you want to know what the hell this whole thing is i think my head would just explode i i i i i, I... <sighs> I'm 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 all for everyone having an opinion, and whatever floats your boat. You're not hurting me, per- personally. But it's just, it sucks because like my 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 own mom is sucked into this shit. Mm-hmm. She's a hardcore Trumper, and everything is Joe Biden's fault, and 
you know, the conspiracy this and conspiracy that and fraud and this and stole. It's just like, how? Are you that bored in the, in the, uh, in the lockdown? Yeah, I don't. Anyway, let's move on. I don't want to get too. Tom Phillips was also released. Yes. Tom Phillips. I was kind of surprised about that because I don't know. Seemed like a good at his job. Yeah, he was a pretty good announcer. He had some weird sex stuff. Like, oh, was he the one who told someone to face fuck him? Yeah. Yeah. But that was like years ago at this point. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So then June came around. We had multiple waves. The big shocking one, I think, was Braun Strowman. Yes, Brown Snowman. Yes. I was very shocked by that because he'd always been pushed and, you know, just did his crazy stuff. I think I think one of the things with Braun Strowman is that he had definitely signed a very large contract um, right before AEW um, started. And I think he was making over a million dollars a year as like a downside guarantee. Yeah, good so I for think, him. Well, yeah, no, good for him. But like, out of we hear, oh, budget cuts, budget cuts. Yeah, I I think for where Braun Strowman was on the card, he probably was not drawing as much money as he was taking out. Gotcha. I mean, that, yeah. This is the stuff that pisses me off, though, where it's like. Oh, we made a bad deal, so we're going to fucking cut you. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, you could always go and say, hey, let's renegotiate. And actually, um, or let's see if we can give you a push and maybe you can see if we can earn some of your money that you're working and that sort of thing. Um, But also, like, Braun Strowman, um, not to... uh, necessarily say anything too bad about him but like uh right as the pandemic was starting and a lot of indies were shutting down and a lot of uh independent wrestlers were like hey uh i signed up for patreon or hey buy my merch braun Strowman was telling them to get a real job because sometimes you can't um make it in the job that you want you have to be realistic and you're not mm-hmm. talented enough to make make it in the big times and all this other stuff. So, like, his attitude wasn't necessarily always the best either. No, and I get that, but I also feel like that's just him towing the the company line. Like, yeah, is it WWE telling people to go, like, get a real job? No, nothing like that. But at the end of the day, I also think that's him trying to be like, oh, I'm I'm a WWE guy. Uh, yeah. See, I'm loyal. I'm going to put down my other, my other uh, peers. Like it's kind of yes, that's a very big dick thing to do. Like yeah. fuck you. But and you know I believe in karma. This is karma biting you in the ass. Now, now that he's actually done uh, a indie, he is trying to get his job back with WWE at a lower rate. <laughs> uh, about nine fifty there, uh, Vince. Oh. Vince is like uh, Vince is like um ninety five hundred. Yes. Just wait till Shanky or someone gets injured. Don't yeah. Yeah. Next up, we had Alistair Black. I would say probably one of the 
one of the most successful releases. And one where they really, old, like, fucked up. Come knock on my door. Because um, Aleister Black, unlike all the other uh, main roster WWE stars, only had a 30-day non-complete clause because they never updated it when he came up from NXT. So that's why he debuted with AEW so quickly. Yes. Whoops. Uh, and, next, and, oh, go ahead. And, they, and WWE called Buddy Murphy because they thought that it was Buddy Murphy who ended up with the 30-day non-complete clause and not Aleister Black and tried to get Buddy Murphy to sign a 60-day extension to his non-compete. <laughs> and Buddy was like, no, I already got the 90-day. Thank you. Uh, next up was Lana. I mean, not surprising. I mean, so Rusev was released in 2020. And and that Lana storyline was awful with, with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and, and well, I think Lana was one of those uh, like her con her and Rusev's contracts came up around the same time, and Lana actually ended up signing before Rusev did, um, and then Rusev just left. So um, I was kind of surprised she lasted as long as she did. Not saying yeah. she's bad. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know I remember she. I remember hearing about her getting put through a table eight weeks in a row. And other dumb right, bullshit. I, I yeah, remember her win, like, winning Survivor Series last year. And she cried. Yeah, like, Lana's one of those people who... They tried, but they tried terribly with her. Well, I, I think Lana really put in a lot of effort to become a wrestler. Because prior to... Like, she was a manager. And prior to that, she was an actress and a dancer. Like, she was, like... And a model. She's famous for being... She's famous for being in, like, Pitch Perfect. Hmm. Uh, and and stuff like that. I didn't know she was in that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, we just got done watching WrestleMania 31. Mm -hmm. uh, she will always be Lana the Russian, ravishing, ravishing, rushing, Russian. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's perfect. Her and Rusev. Uh, Ruby Riot. Now Ruby Soho. Yes, again, very popular. Uh, Buddy Murphy. Now Buddy Matthews, yes. and he he just debuted for New Japan and had a match with Okada. Yeah. Yeah. And Santana Garrett, I'm not familiar with. Um, I think it was an NXT person. I think she had just been brought up to the main roster and then got released like immediately. Gotcha. Uh, the next up round of was on June twenty fifth. Uh, big one was Killian Dane. Big Damo. Uh, um, big NXT star. I think he just made his debut on the main roster. No, he had been in the main roster for several years as oh. part of Sanity. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, this is a problem. So I remember seeing Sanity, but I really only remembered Eric Eric uh, Young. You're right, and that was really like that's 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 it. And they didn't really Killian Dane actually had yeah, Killian Dane had went back down to um, NXT and was like working with um, Drake Maverick as like a tag team, um, but he he had also had just gotten married to um, Nikki Cross like a 
not too long before he got released. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, and and his, his he in particular has had a hard time. I did listen to an interview with him because uh, he is from Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland mm-hmm. or Scotland, and he has to have a visa to work in the United States. And Oh, and the WWE a, was doing that for him. Right. And while he's a legal citizen of the United States, he couldn't like go and work indies even after his 90-day no-compete no clause because he is not a United States citizen. So he but has wait, to wait, get... wait, wait, wait. Is Nikki Cross from the United States? No. Oh. He's from Scotland, yeah. Wait, no, no, Nikki Cross, though. Nikki Cross is from Scotland. Oh, okay. Sorry, they were you were yeah. saying Ireland and yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm trying. To, I think I think Big Damo is technically from Northern Ireland, and I gotcha. He did a lot of stuff in Scotland. Okay, yeah. this makes more sense. Now. Okay, yeah. the Bollywood boys. I was sad to see these guys get let go because holy fuck, they were awesome as Jinder Mahal's like lackeys, and watching like Randy Orton just fucking. Be it, kill these fuckers through tables and huge ass back Randy, body drops. Yeah, no, Randy was a dick with them. He was not safe with them. He was not, but come on, honestly, in this day and age, if 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 they didn't feel safe with him, do you think they'd work with him? Yes, because it's Randy Orton, and if you don't work with Randy Orton, he's going to poop in your bag. Yeah, well, they're not females, <laughs> so they're, they're good. Uh, but I was bummed to see because man, I like remember seeing these guys in in TNA, and I think they were in ROH. They'd been, at, I mean, I was kind of sad that they we never really saw them wrestle proper. I mean, they had matches yeah. every now and then, but like I think they, they were never I given a chance to shine. Worked in, yeah, I think I think they did have matches in like two hundred five live. But again, who watches two hundred five live? Where yeah. do you even watch that now? Exactly. Um. Fandango, Tyler Breeze. Bummer to see these guys go. They were huge comedy acts, and they were really good wrestlers. Yes, they were. Um, but Tyler Breeze is going to be all right. Um, he has a he's he's partners with uh, Sean Spears in a wrestling school, so yep. he's training people. Yep. Fandango, I don't know if he's going to wrestle anymore because. <laughs> uh, I was looking at when he got um, first hired, and he's been with the WWE since 2006. Yeah, remember he made we reviewed that WrestleMania where he was with Chris Jericho. Well, yeah, but that wasn't in 2006. Oh, you're right. Sorry, that was like uh, 08 or. No, it was like it was in the 2010s when he was Fandango. That's right. Um, but like he had been in the system for over. 10 years, 15 years. So, you know, it was it was a little shocking to see that he was let go. He now goes by the independent name of Dirty Dango. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, he also has a really cool um, Brody Lee tattoo. Really? Yeah, it has Brody's face on it, and behind it it says, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Aw, that's cool. Everrise was also um, released here. Tell me about Everrise, because I know nothing about them. I know they were. Well, they're in, they're they're in um 
AEW as 2.0. Oh, that's right! And before they were 2.0, and before they were Everized, they were 3.0 on the independence. <laughs> oh, no, they're being downgraded. <laughs> um, I remember them from uh, Chikara. They worked alongside... Um, uh, Mike Quackenbush a lot in in that promotion. I think they're I think they're Canadians. I think, and so like they would always be in the uh, Canadian Chikara shows. Uh, but that's where I first saw them. Gotcha. Tony Nice, Arya Divari. I was bummed but happy to see these guys finally get let go because they're both super fucking talented and they were never being utilized yes although we should say that for people who are confused Arya Divari is not the same Divari uh, from 2005 no it's, it's not it, at all it, it is that is his older brother in July we saw Bray Wyatt get randomly released yeah because he was, he had a bad attitude, and he was too expensive. And, and he was nobody fat. liked him. And he was fat. But yet, like three weeks before he got let go, there was a picture circulating with a fan that he was really trim and lean. And people were saying, "Man, he looks great. Maybe the best he's ever looked." I mean, Bray Wyatt has had. I wouldn't say he's had weight issues his entire time in the WWE. Um, when he became Bray Wyatt, he certainly had slimmed down from when he was Husky Harris. Yes, on NXT, um, the first season of NXT. And then, and then when he became The Fiend, uh, he really did a big body transformation from when he was first Bray Wyatt. He, he even has a character where he does the muscle man dance. Like... He, he has really put in a lot of time and effort into his body and into perfecting the craft. Bray Wyatt, I, I don't think we have anything bad to say about him in terms of I I, 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 I said it on last the last podcast, WrestleMania 31. And that is Bray Wyatt himself. Great characters. Everything's good. He's great on the build. He's great on the promos. Everything's great. Until he got in the ring. And it just seems like he could never get a good match. And Well, I would agree with that. No, 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 he... I'm not blaming, like, do should you get released for that? No. I mean, fuck, they sold a $1,000 belt. I think it was 1000 or 12 2000 or no, 5000 it was, or... it was $6,000. That's it, six, it was some egregious amount of money. Yeah. If you can't, if you're telling me that... Bray Wyatt wasn't making money for you then. No, he he definitely was. Yeah. He was a merchant. He was one of the top merchandise sellers. But yeah, um, I, who? I mean, so, surprisingly, he's not done any interviews. He's not been booked anywhere yet. I think no, he's just going by um, Rotunda now. He's he's going by his first name, which is Wyndham. Wyndham. Wyndham Rotunda, and from what we know, uh, he. The guy who runs Game Changer Wrestling said that Bray Wyatt is not going to do any indies. Which fair enough. Huh. If he doesn't want if he doesn't want to do any indies, he doesn't have to. Um Tony Khan has said that he would be interested in bringing Bray Wyatt in. 
I, I don't know uh, how much, what his character would be like. But what we do know is right now he is filming a movie. Oh, well, good for him. He's, he's doing a horror f film with the guy who helped develop the themed costume. And he has described it as, like, I think he said it was like a cross between like a slasher film and Xanadu. Um, which sounds bizarre. Yeah, Xanadu. <laughs> For you, Xanadu. Uh, we'll see what happens. That's definitely an interesting, like, where is he going to go? If uh, if he's going if he's going to do anything with wrestling, he he's either going to go back to the WWE or he's going to go to AEW. I I don't think any but any place else right now I, has the, has the funds to uh, entice him. Agreed. Uh, I also wonder. I don't want a rehash of his any of his gimmicks. I wonder what else he could do. Well, if he does go back to wrestling, he's definitely going to go back to a horror character because well, that is where his mind is. So I I don't think he would be the fiend, but he would definitely be some sort of monstrous character. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but you've I already think... got one with, with, with Aleister Black. True. I don't know if, if AEW would really be a good fit for him. I'm just saying Tony Khan has mm -hmm. said he'd be interested. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I Actually, I don't think AEW would be a very good fit for him in terms of their in-ring product. Because Bray Wyatt doesn't do wrestling matches. He makes movies. Yeah. And so if he, he should just stick with his horror films if, if that's really how it's going to be. Definitely. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, we then had uh, Rock Flair get released. We, uh, he apparently asked for his release from his Legends contract. And he was like, deuces. And now it's weird. At the time of this recording, he's fighting with Becky Lynch over the use of the word the man. Because that was Rick Flair's trademark that he sold to WWE. There was this weird spat between him, or sorry, between Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch on a couple episodes of SmackDown ago, uh, when the draft happened, yeah, there were they were trading belts, and uh, Charlotte dropped the belt, and it made Becky look bad. And now, they're... see, I I honestly think this is all bullshit. Because here's why: no one fucking cares about we're we're recording this right now as the Survivor Series is happening. True, I'm not gonna watch it. Are you? No. Yeah, probably a lot of other people aren't going to either. And the thing is, like, give me a break. Like, I think now, like, the only way WWE can get headlines and stuff or get any kind of attention is like, oh, shit, we got we to gotta start something. Uh, just, Charlotte, you're hard to work with. And Becky was pissed. And then, oh, we had to pull them apart because they were angry. Oh, yeah, and this will get the dirt sheets going, and this will get buzz, and people want to watch that because they're fighting tonight. I mean, granted, it could be complete BS. However, Charlotte has also had, had like, this weird fake shoot thing with Nia Jax earlier this year, um, and apparently that it was supposed, like, reports were, yeah, they were totally supposed to do that, and then later on it came out that, no, they weren't actually supposed to be 
slapping each other in the face and being really awkward. Uh, they were legitimately like fighting each other, and people were backing Naya backstage because nobody likes Charlotte, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And like, now Flair has got, Rick Flair has got this podcast coming out, and I just feel like now he's just like stirring the pot. Well, he- because he needs to get I mean, you know, he's had attention. a podcast in the past. I don't know if he's was, if that if it's a new one or it not. It is. It's now called like Woo Nation or something. Okay, but like, I mean, I won't. Rick Flair. I mean, Rick Flair. He's he huh. still thinks that he can be Rick Flair. Yeah. And then the thing is, is like he's seventy. 71 years old he can't be Ric Flair anymore I mean there was headlines when he was chopping Kenny Omega at Triple Mania this year walking Andrade down to the ring 72 yeah so you know like at this point Ric Flair it's kind of sad well yeah no Ric Flair is living up to the Harry Funk Dory Funk uh, Lou says sort of deal where these guys are wrestling well into their 70s and 80s and they're working with whoever will work with them and like Ric Flair to be honest like he almost died like not too long ago yeah a couple years ago so like maybe he's know. just like fuck it I only got a couple more years do what I can Maybe. do. Get my money. I mean, I think I think Ric Flair's Legends deal would probably be the most money that he can get. Yeah. I mean, there was Ric- talk of him going to AEW and then the, uh, the, the plane ride from hell, Dark Side of the Ring episode came out where yeah. the flight attendant said, you know, Ric Flair... Yeah, I know. Uh, it was essentially like Ric Flair sexually assaulted somebody. Yeah. They... She made her, he wore his robe and he got naked and he like pushed the flight attendant into the galleyway and made her touch his penis. And, and then everyone got all uh, upset and like, whoa, yeah, fuck Ric Flair. And, yeah. and Tommy Dreamer defended it. Oh, God. And now he's fired. You're right. Talk about, I, I honestly, the thing that bothers me about that. Not that what Tommy Dreamer said. Fuck him. Like, no, you're like, dude, I get what he was saying, but just how can you defend? He wasn't defending it. He was a generalization of like, well, that was the time we were in. You know, like, no, that's that's not acceptable. Just that's like saying like, oh, ah, we were racist because, you know, that's just the way it was. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's you like know, no, it doesn't. Boys will be boys. Yeah, you know. it's like oh, you didn't, you know, you didn't marginalize African Americans and make their lives harder. Oh, oh, it's just the time. No, it doesn't undo what you did. It's not an excuse, but I really hope it doesn't fuck up the show now. That now someone got consequences, literally got fired from their job for something they said on that show, and it ruins the show. That's what I was worrying about. Like, I don't think I don't think so. I think like Vice doesn't care. Of course, they'll Vice continue. Doesn't. They'll continue to produce the show as long as it is as long as they can get people to talk to them. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. Also, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you know, you can't well, really talk to but them. but here's the thing. Um, it's not like 
it, it's not like they got like people like Ric Flair to talk to them anyway. They were getting people tangentially related to it, and they have a partner, and they have a partnership with Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho is going to get get all of his buddies to be on that show. Yep. So I think they're going to be fine. All right. Um, so then, days later, still in still in August, uh, a whole bunch of NXT. A whole bunch of NXT. Got... Yeah, the big ones being Bobby Fish, who's now in AEW. Uh, Jake Atlas, who's now retired. Ah, sad. Uh, well, well, you know what, Jake Atlas, I have all of the respect in the world for. He said that he wanted to be like the first openly gay wrestler in um in the indies and then on like WWE television and he and he ended up doing that but he also said that his time with the WWE was the worst thing for his mental health that it has ever been. Oh wow. And he was taking and he was taking time off to uh reevaluate and that he ended up getting released and he has essentially said, you know, I love performing and all this other stuff, but being a professional wrestler is not good for my mental health and I'm not going to do it anymore. Well, and I, I'm, and... I'm glad that he can actually compartmentalize that and say like, okay, I love this, but it's not good for my health. I need to find something that's better for me. I good for him. Yeah. So he's, he's going back to school and he's going to do something else. And oh. I have all the respect for the, in the world for him. And the other, and the other um, big name release of this was Bronson Reed um, because he had literally been NXT North American champion like two weeks prior to being released. My other surprising one, uh, the other two on my list were uh, Mercedes Martinez because mm -hmm. I know she's always been like a really good wrestler and she's been around the Indies forever, it seemed like. Yeah, I think she's now working for Impact. And then Kona Reeves, I was really surprised. Because it seemed like he was being pushed a lot. Yeah, but he was one of those people who I always, like, I didn't necessarily watch NXT, like, religiously. But it was, like, one of those, like, people who, he always had, like, a different gimmick. Like, they were trying out different things with him all the time, from what I heard about, like, from the reports and stuff like that. Yeah. And nothing seemed to stick very well with him. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So finally, we get to November 2021. 18 talents. First on the list. Just mind-blowing. Keith Lee. I, I, I think you mean Bearcat Lee? <laughs> fuck no, fuck that. He's Keith Lee. Yeah, no. Um, the dude nearly he, died. Yeah, well... WWE really did not. He got fucking COVID yeah. because of the, WWE. Yeah, WWE did not treat him very well. Apparently, uh, he got COVID uh, during an outbreak in WWE. He had uh, a health condition that happens sometimes when you get COVID, which it enlarged his heart, uh, and that was very scary. Oh no shit! He almost died. He almost died, and then he he says that he paid for all of his medical expenses himself. And the WWE came back I'm like, well, that's not true. Now, like, fuck you. You could, now, I I think this is bullshit. You could 
say, well, WWE was paying him during this time, so of course the WWE paid for his medical expenses. No, your job doesn't pay for your, like, your job doesn't pay your bills. You pay your bills because of the wages that you get yes. from working. That's not your job paying your bills. So, yeah. Um, then his wife, so, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Um, th- they're both going to end up finding work. Mia Yim worked for TNA prior. Who did she um, work as? Uh, she worked as Mia Yim. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought maybe she had like a... Like, well, I found I, out I like... She, um, um, I think she also went by the name Jade there. She was um, part of this like weird... I don't want to say weird, but, like, uh, Taryn Terrell had, like, a stable that was, like, called, like, the Dollhouse or something. And yeah. Was part of that. Okay, that's yeah. where I know her from. I remember that that stable briefly. Uh, Nia Jax. I don't want to say it's long overdue, but Jesus Christ. Like, she was injuring people left and right, it seemed. She'd get hurt, she'd come back, she'd injure someone. Then she'd get hurt yeah. again. And I go, no, I mean, I go, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just speaking as someone, a third-party observer, a fan. I don't know shit about shit. But she's like she was always unsafe in the ring. And don't get me wrong, like I, I thought she had good high points in her career. She always came off as a really good, you know, like, kind of like a Nyla, uh, like a, a, a Nyla Rose. She's a big, like, unstoppable monster. Very similar um, booking between the two of them. Yeah. WWE has actually gotten a lot of um, black for firing her because Nia Jax was also on a mental health break when she was being fired. And um, Nia, Nia Jax um, was not vaccinated for COVID. Um, and so one of the things that they were saying with this round of people was, well, um, budget cuts, but these people, a lot of these people were also not vaccinated against COVID. And it's like, okay, get your vaccination, whatever. Yeah, but no like, shit, right? That That's, if you were to tell me, if that was the real reason why, like, okay, that's on you. We've had these fucking vaccines since March. Like, it's November now, or not even March. Uh, yeah, it must have been like March. We haven't since last December. We could get them starting in March or April. Right. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, if you don't want to get your shot, that's your consequence. But Naya has said that she asked for an extension of her mental health break. Yeah. And nobody has ever, and nobody ever said, hey, we're going to release you if you don't get your COVID vaccine. Because she said, if somebody had brought that up, I would have gotten the vaccine. See, it it's also like, makes okay. me wonder, though. Go get your goddamn vaccine. Go call The Rock. Go call Dwayne, and Dwayne can go, hey, Vince, bring me back Naya. Well, Paige apparently is trying to get um, Naya rehired. I don't know. I, 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 I still think, like, there's got to be, like, boundaries or something. Like, you need to go to fucking NXT and relearn to work or something. Well, I mean, maybe. Um, She'd probably do okay. good down there. She probably would do good down there. This is one, the next name on my list, I was kind of surprised because this person had been, like, rehired, like, four months ago. It was Eva, Eva Marie. Marie? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
rehired to uh get um what's her name Dewdrop is her yeah main roster name i think it's piper niven yeah it was piper niven before and yeah then became Dewdrop. get Dewdrop over and then once that's over okay out the door all read everything yep that's um, surprising one's carrying cross yeah um and then scarlet also his um girlfriend wife scarlet boudreau um carrying cross um did not have a very good go of things on the main roster he did uh not. debuted as nxt champion and lost to jeff hardy in three minutes jeff hardy who they are not currently pushing now granted jeff hardy is a several time world champion and you could say that carrying cross is not on his level but like you know, um, push push younger talent. And then they gave him, like, this weird Mad Max gimp mask, which didn't work, um, do anything for his character. And, of course, when they brought him up to the main roster, they separated him from Scarlet. Scarlet was, like, a big part of his presentation in NXT that really helped get him over. Um, they both were in Impact before, so I wouldn't be surprised if they went back there. Anyone else on this list? Um, Orny Loken and Frankie Monet and Ember Moon. Ember Moon um, was surprising. Ember Moon had been, again, was one of those people who went back down to NXT because of the way that she was treated on the main roster. Um, and Frankie Monet had been hired um, in 2020 and made her debut in late 2020 and had now less than a year later, uh, be fired. Um, Frankie Monet was a uh, tie of Valkyrie. If you're not familiar with the Frankie Monet. Character. Yeah, no, I knew her tire as Tyler for uh, Taya. Yeah. Taya. But yeah, I knew her, her TNA time. And then Oni Lorcan, uh, personal favorite of mine. I really liked him as Biff Busick uh, when he was on the independent scene. Uh, former CZW world champion. Uh, big into... Um, he was also like gaining steam, steam in PWG right before he got signed. Like I've seen him do some pretty good stuff in the ring. Um, and then, oh, uh, Harry Smith also. Um, hey, he was just hired too. Had just been hired like a few months ago and then was fired. Wow. Um, Lindsay Dorado is also an interesting uh, person because. Do you remember that little girl who was a big fan of Bailey in yes. early NXT? Izzy? Izzy. Or whatever? Yes. Yeah. So she's training to become a wrestler. Wait, how old um, is she? Like 16. Oh, where is the time gone? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but she's she's training to become a wrestler, and her family has like done this like really like toxic thing where like if people like say like oh maybe she shouldn't be taking bumps because like there was a video online of her getting a choke slam when she was like 11 in the in the middle of the ring and people were like oh, maybe you shouldn't allow 
your daughter to do that because, you know, taking bumps at that early age probably isn't good for her and those sorts of things. Um, they, like, have, like, done these, like, terrible, like, um, smear campaigns over Twitter and stuff like that. So when Lindsay Dorado, Lindsay Dorado is one of the people who mentioned, like, hey, as a person who's been in the ring, maybe this isn't, like, the greatest thing and also, like, the person that they ended up, uh, one of the people that uh, Izzy's family ended up um, training her with is like a uh, sex offender. Also, there was that. Um, but Lindsay Dorado has been uh, a vocal uh, opponent of Izzy's family, particularly her father. And when uh, news got out that Lindsay Dorado had um, gotten uh, released, uh, he tweeted to him, like, uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. And then he was like, hey, let's talk this out. Like, And Lindsay Dorado was like, hey, I'm going to be at this bodybuilding thing. Let's um, talk this out like men. Basically challenging him to a fight as his father never showed up. Um, so there was that story. So, like, is this legit heat or is this just like... No, hey. it's legit heat. What? No, it's legit it's legit heat. It's like Izzy's family is like this. Like, essentially, they're using like their daughter's training as like this. Like in the same way that uh, beauty pageant hit, uh, parents do. Like they're just like pay attention to, to my kid as they're doing this thing, and it's like, okay, are you being supportive? or Are you doing this so that you can make a lot of money? Well, that like, or just getting attention for... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was just an interesting story that came out of out of that. Uh, BFAB is probably also somebody that we should mention, but we could also mention uh, her um, with uh, the next set of releases as well. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, and then a um, couple days after this next set of 18 releases there were eight more talents let go um which were um john morrison tegan knox top dollar or top dollar um isaiah swerve scott ashanti the adonis drake maverick shane thorne and jackson Riker. top dollar isaiah swerve scott and ashanti adonis were part of a faction called hit row who has just debuted on smackdown they had a They've had several big segments that have taken up a lot of time. BFAB was part of Hit Row in NXT, and when they were brought up, she was released like three days after signing her new contract. So, there's that. And then John Morrison um, is the husband of uh, Frankie Monet, so they're releasing people in. Uh, they're releasing people who are in relationships or are married with each other now as pairs which i think is interesting looking over this izzy girls or instagram she loves washington football team she's an aew fan mm -hmm. and yeah just interesting to, man time flies yeah good for her uh anyway sorry i was just kind of looking over instagram her twitter not instagram and i was like huh man time flies so yeah, there we have it. Um, obviously, it's only November. We still have a whole another month left. 
And yeah, um, it's like we'll get a we'll get a notice that uh, Vince has released a whole bunch of people on Christmas Day. Yeah, I think it's the same year. exact thing. Like day after Christmas. No, he would do it on Christmas. He would. <laughs> and then say like, "Oh, I didn't know." I didn't know what December twenty fifth was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Drake Maverick is probably an interesting case because he had been. Did you released. see his video? Um, I haven't. It was um, really good. He was released in 2020, made this video, got rehired, and now is fired again. Uh, I've heard that the video that he did was was good. Um, it was and John awesome. Cena re- John Cena retweeted it. Yeah, dude. It's literally the video starts out identically as. He's crying. He's like, oh, I've been released from WWE. And then you see him hit the po- the stop button. And then it's him talking to him. But what's crazy, it isn't like YouTube where it's like, ah, oh, we cut to one person. You can see his shadow as he's like, hey, look at me. Put your head up. And like there's someone sitting there, you know, playing him. And they've made it so like it looks like he's literally talking to him. And it's him basically saying, like, you knew this was going to happen. It wasn't going to last forever. You got to stop being sorry for yourself and get up and do even better things. Do you want to be a wrestler or a WWE superstar? You know, he's like, and basically it's, it can either end here or you can stand up, brush yourself off, and keep going. If you haven't seen it, you should really, really check it out. It was really good. Yeah, I'm, I mean... I'm sure that he would be welcome back in, in, in Impact where he was Rockstar Spud. Yes, for I have a video. I went to a TNA house show in like 2014 of him yelling at the crowd, calling us, wanting some decorum. And he was put through a table by the Dudley Boys. It was um, great. And I was Shane, like, Thorne, uh, Shane Thorne had a very funny thing where... He was announced where he was released, and he said, "Oh, I thought I had retired." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to New Japan because his uh, tag team partner in uh, TM61, um, TM61, yep, is uh, is over there right now. Ah, well, there you go. They're gonna be TM62. And- no, I think they'll go back to their original name, which was The Mighty Don't Kneel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then Jackson Riker, uh, piece of shit, and I'm, I'm glad to see the back. <laughs> how the, out of everyone in The Forgotten Sons? How I know, the, the last fuck? one. Because he's jacked, and Vince is like, look at all that beef, you know? Gonna make me some steak. Some steak roll-ups. Yeah. Look at all that beef. So, yeah. Ugh. But, that is the last of the releases. Yeah, for now. now. Yeah, that's exactly it. Good grief. Well, I mean, overall, what do you think? Uh, I think WWE is preparing to sell itself to Disney or something. 
I'm oh, going to be honest. Oh, God, please no. Yeah, no, I think I think either they're going to sell themselves to NBC, Universal, or they're going to sell themselves to Disney, and they're getting rid of anything that they could that could be considered extra weight in in a sale. I think that's why we are getting all of these releases. If we're, I'm going to be honest, yeah, who knows? Because I I did the math. Okay. Um. Okay. So I've heard that a good strong main roster contract like if you are upper mid card to main event okay. your downside guarantee which is just the money you get just because and if you make all of the house shows and all that other stuff is 500 grand okay that's, that's good money it's great money okay. i'd love to get so, that money i i would too so now referees and and announcers don't make that, so I excise those. Well, I wonder I if referees went... or announcers, at least, are treated as like office staff. Like, I don't. I yeah, I don't know. Um, but I I I so I if we get rid of all of those of, mm-hmm. of those people, there are seventy nine wrestlers who are released. So five hundred thousand times seventy nine is thirty nine million five hundred thousand dollars which is a good chunk of change change, however (laughs) um that is considering everybody's being paid at that five hundred thousand dollar level which they're not um some people were probably paid more like bray wyatt and braun Strowman, but like the vast majority of them are not making that kind of money so WWE probably didn't save $39 million by getting rid of all of these people. It's probably quite a bit less than that. So you have to wonder how much money they're actually saving. Because if you look at how much money they made between quarter one and quarter two, I mean, it's not that big of an increase. It's They've made essentially a quarter of a billion dollars for the first several quarters of this year. So... I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens because ultimately this has to lead to something or or what? You know, what's it all for? I mean, do they just ultimately do they think we're too fucking bloated? We don't have enough TV time for everybody. I mean, they could make that argument. However, uh, when we look at like who is featured on Raw and SmackDown every week and then who's featured on AEW? Yeah. AEW has a much larger roster in terms of who they feature on their shows. If you look at Dark, Elevation, Rampage, Dynamite, all of the, all of their shows, there are different people on those shows every single week. Yeah, we have our main players like Jungle Boy and Christian and Elite or whatever and Brian Danielson and CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, they get they get airtime every week thereabouts. But there are different people who are getting airtime in different spaces every single week. Uh it's the same like seven or eight people on each show in Raw and SmackDown. So, e- like, even if, you know, they've released 
80 people. Yep. These 80 people weren't really being used on on TV. So, and they ha- and some of them hadn't been for years. Um but WWE has more TV airtime than yes. AEW does, and AEW does a much better job of utilizing the roster that they have. So it's not like they couldn't have featured more of these people. They just chose not to. Yeah. Well, what sucks, too, is, unfortunately, there's not going to be room for everybody. You know, there's going to be people that are going to be left out. Yeah. AEW can't acquire everybody. No. In fact, out of, like, this latest crop of people, the only people that I would really would like to see in AEW are Keith Lee and Isaiah Swerve Scott because uh, Swerve was uh, Shane Strickland prior to uh, signing with WWE and he was like everywhere on the indies so he's going to be fine Um, but like those two would fit in AEW but like I can't say that you know John Morrison would be a good fit in AEW now Um, and stuff like that you know like i think grand metalik probably is going to go back to mexico lince dorado um he's probably going to go he could make a killing on the indies because he was a pretty good indie wrestler before um did a lot of things and like i mean he didn't have the greatest relationship in chikara but that's where i first saw him um and ended up doing some other things and i think I don't think Ring of Honor, but like in in places around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think Impact and AEW is going to take a few people here and there. Um, the other thing that we haven't talked about is that uh, Ring of Honor uh, has oh, yeah. released everybody has released everybody from the contract because they're now going to just run a few shows a year and hire people on a per show appearance instead of signing people to contracts. Yeah. Now there's now one fewer place for people to go and work. So, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I mean, hopefully. (sighs) So do you think we're going to see a surge in the Indies? And obviously now shows are starting to have people back. They've had back, you know, WWE's been back for, you know, in person for quite several months. PWG's back. But, you know, we're still in the pandemic. Do you think we're going to see, like, do you think that boom, the indie boom, do you think it's gone? I think the indie boom's been gone for a a couple of years now. Um, I don't think that's... I don't. I don't think. And like prior to the pandemic, like I think the indie boom really ended when AEW came about, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because AEW had to get a roster somewhere, so they mm-hmm. got the best people from the indies, and then WWE signed everybody else. Um, so I think the indie boom's been gone for a little while now. With this influx of talent, do I think that another indie boom is possible? Yes. Do I really think it's going to happen right now no because um as much as people 
are saying, um, you know, as much as things are opening back up, the, the pandemic's really not going anywhere. Um, and in certain places uh, in the country, back up uh, again. COVID is worse than it was last year. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess we can only look towards 2022 and see how things go. Yeah. All right. You, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we head off? I can't think of anything. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, what are your thoughts on these WWE releases? Uh, what do you think some of these people are going to end up doing? Uh, reviewmania.com. There you can find all our uh, last episodes and uh, listen to all our review WrestleMania reviews. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.